Are we rolling? We're rolling. Like Fred Durst? Yes, we are. <laughs> Keep rolling, 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 rolling. What? Sup, y'all? It's your boy, Horse. I'm chilling with my boy, James. Hello. It's um, Saturday afternoon in the big city. Yeah. Uh, we're in an undisclosed studio. The, bu- um, the bunker. Yeah, it's, it's, it's different being here during the day. I'm usually... A creature yeah. of the night. It's yeah. it's nice. I'm getting a whole new perspective. I'm seeing things I haven't seen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit is like McDonald's because oh, yeah. I'm loving it. <laughs> but uh, I'm doing a a dry month this month, not inspired by Joe Rogan because we don't fuck with Joe Rogan. Yeah. We stand with Neil Young, Hell yeah. um, Joni Mitchell, but we don't fuck with Spotify or any of that shit. Um, we just we, hate Joe Rogan, <laughs> and we love Neil Young. Yeah, oh yeah. So um, I'm sipping on some uh, cherry pomegranate Weggies Celty. Nice. Courtesy of James. Oh yeah. Because he is a fantastic host. Uh, I try. Uh, what are you sipping on, boy? Uh, Middle Ages Brewing Company Jester's Nectar Imperial Wheat Ale out of Syracuse. Mm, that's hot. It's quite good. <clears throat> and it's far from a wheat fail. It's, it's, definitely, it's definitely not. It's got a little guy on there. He's like drinking straight out of an orange. It's pretty cool. It's nectar straight from the jester. Oh, my God. Ooh. I don't know. That's hot. <laughs> I don't know if I want it anymore. <laughs> uh, all right. So I think this week, well, this week's. The, the, <laughs> this think, current uh, episode. Yeah. I think, I, think our, uh, I think our topic today was uh, inspired by you, and so uh, especially by uh, an NPR uh, kind of expose kind of thing. So uh, Shout out to Terry Gross. Hell, yeah. She is, um, I hate the term goat. But she is the greatest interviewer of all time. I think so. Fresh I think air. She's up there. Oh yeah. Um, no, she she just uh, she had this uh, this guy on who's doing a story about Clarence Thomas's wife. Yeah. Um, you know, alleged, you know, improprieties and mm-hmm. um, shady dealings going on with her quote unquote consulting firm and sure. having financial ties to. Uh, people who have their cases up with the Supreme Court and right. all that implies. So I was listening to it and I contacted James. I was like, yo, we should do, we should talk about this Hell Supreme yeah. Court. You know, we got a lot to say. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> K. Breyer's ice cream just uh, <laughs> retired and Sleepy Joe's going to get his first Supreme Court pick. So I figured it yeah. was a very topical thing. Hell yeah. So why don't you tell me a little bit about um, the kinds of improprieties you that were go on specifically in that instance, like, like, um, talking about Jenny Thomas, Jenny Thomas. Correct. Um, if I remember the story correctly, and I believe you also listened to yeah. it, um, she basically runs a consulting firm. Like she's comes from a very elite conservative family from Nebraska. Uh, they were like pretty wacky. Like they believed that like, um, people were putting fluoride in the water to control your mind. Like they were, they interviewed one of her childhood friends, um, who also came from like a very wealthy elite conservative family that was very Barry Goldwater esque. Like we're talking hard right wing. And if they, if they think you're crazy, if a Barry Goldwater Republican thinks you're crazy, you're probably fucking crazy. Yeah, because you, you can you can you can directly draw a line from the kind of 
the kind of politics <clears throat> Barry Goldwater was playing. Let's nuke now. Vietnam. Literally, yeah, you're right. Uh, he hated the Civil Rights Act. He didn't want black people to have the same rights that white people did. He tried to frame it as a states' rights issue, but we all know that's yeah. a thinly veiled scumbag, yeah. racist uh, tactic to try to yeah. hide your racism through legality, yeah. quote unquote. But From the inception and, of the country. Yeah, but anyway, so through um, nepotism from her father, <clears throat> she was able to get a job with a congressman in Washington. Didn't really work out. Um, she joined this like weird, creepy cult thing where like people would like they would all. And I'm not judging people, but they would like one of the aspects of the cult is they would all strip down naked and they would belittle each other's bodies and mm-hmm. just really not healthy stuff. Yeah. And she was deprogrammed from that. Um, and she just kind of she tried law school, didn't work out, and then she married a judge. And um, yeah, but now she owns some some like stupid consulting firm, and basically these um, special interests that have cases that are being brought up before the Supreme Court will, you know, pay her thousands of dollars for quote unquote consulting. Right. When her husband through different various means, it's kind of weird. Like you really gotta like trace back the money, but it all comes back to her. Sure. And um, you know. People would argue, oh, they're right-wing conservative causes anyway. Clarence Thomas is going to vote for it anyway. But, I mean, even the appearance of a conflict of interest, like look at yeah. you know, Hunter Biden and in the uproar that that caused, just even yeah. the, like the optics of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like you learn about like there's like rules and stuff for other federal courts that the Supreme Court is immune to. Sure. Um, and I just don't know why more people aren't talking about this, why Democrats in the high heavens about this, about Clarence Thomas and his wife. And yeah, um, I think it's, a, I don't know, I think it'd be a winning political strategy for them. It Yeah, it, it might. I, I don't know if maybe their, their kind of mental calculus is that like we can't, you know, like, there's not much you can do once i mean you know they're it's i don't know if it's necessarily like a rule but they're sort of expected to um they're sort of expected to kind of go and recuse themselves if there's a conflict of interest that's kind of like a you know you're kind of supposed to do that but that's also like a you know they're not i don't know obligated to do it yeah and unless there's some sort of like clear prosecutable impropriety i don't think that there's really much you can do about it and i think the big thing that that goes to is like this kind of like hilarious and i know why they i know the idea and they want to be this sometimes some of them do some supreme court justices want to be this kind of like a political body that interprets the constitution and that's it which is a lie that's which is a lie because like fundamentally there are there's your interpretation of the constitution is like the essence of American is politics. Political. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like when you, when you, when someone reads the second amendment, liberals and Democrats and left wing people and right wing people view those things all very differently, even amongst themselves, you know, newsflash folks, politics is political. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that's kind of the more baffling thing that there, I think the Supreme court, 
has been like the last bastion of people kind of believing in the concept of like a government that's like a government that's supposed to be just for the people and doesn't really have a political angle or a political bent, you know, because I think people sort of used to view it like that. Like, I think they definitely saw that people had, you know, ideas and political agendas that didn't necessarily align with their own. But in general, I think the idea was like, you know, the government is like this big entity and it's unapproachable. It's, it's, you know, it's not, it's not something you, I don't know. I think, I think we're, I think we're, I think, I think we're kind of coming around on being very jaded about the Supreme court late, lately, more so than we very cynical. Yeah. And more so, more so than we have about, you know, like, you know, it wasn't, you know, people kind of, you think about what happened, how JFK was treated during his presidency, you know, he He sucked. Well, and he was having, he was having like affairs. He was doing shit behind the scenes. That shit would never work these days. We're so, you know, especially political journalism is so, is so aggressive and jaded. And it's like, it's not going, you know, you know, if, if, if Joe Biden was cheating on his wife with freaking Marilyn Monroe, it would be a news instantly. You know what I mean? And people knew, or if he had, you know, JFK had debilitating ailments that, that would be known immediately. That kind of, that kind of thing isn't like, there isn't like that kind of like, like, I don't know, reverence for the office, which I don't think should be there. I'm just saying like, it's funny that the Supreme court is kind of the last place where like, people have viewed it like oh it doesn't you know it's it's not political it's just a yeah. good judge it's like well i don't know <laughs> there are no left-wing judges or right-wing judges there are just judges yeah which is like yeah okay but like how the fuck does that make any sense when in like you know you're a you political know, appointee yeah it's like it's like man they told dred scott he wasn't a human worthy of the right to vote it's like if you don't think that's political and you're just fucking wrong. Yeah. And it's been that way since, I mean, you know, I, it's like, I get what they, I get what they want. It's one thing with lower court judges who may have the opportunity to just say, okay, well I'm just, you know, keeping a court. The jury decides what's guilty or not. You know, these people are all, these people are the judges and the jury essentially. And they're making the decisions that have tremendous impact on our lives based on how they view the constitution's, archaic wording you know yeah. what i mean to we're put talking, it lightly yeah i mean you're talking about people who were who were drawing their inspiration from you know british legal doctrine that had that, that's been established since jesus christ fucking 800 years ago yeah you know what i mean and it's not that you know like the principles might make sense but the specifics is like we can improve on this we don't need to have a supreme court that basically like has this weird like ultimate say when it's going to be a political entity. And a lot of the 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 power that is given to the Supreme Court isn't even in the constitution. Ju- judicial review is not in the constitution. That's a completely made up thing. Yeah, it's That was a, after Marbury versus uh, Madison. Yeah. Yeah, which which was but, sort of the establishment yeah. of what the court sort of viewed itself as. So, They've always yeah. been good at branding themselves from the very inception. Like Marbury versus Madison, if I recall correctly, it was about some guy getting his federal pension or pay or something. It was like very yeah. inconsequential. Like it sounded like a stupid thing to rule on, but it's like 
widely regarded as the most important decision the Supreme Court made because it established judicial review and they could rule that laws were unconstitutional or not, which yes. isn't in the Constitution. They have no power like that. It's just sure. they said that they had the power, and people are like, oh, okay, I guess you do. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think, if I remember correctly, that was from John Adams to Thomas Jefferson. And Something it, like that. And it was John Adams made a bunch of appointments late late into his presidency like the day before and and uh and whatever and, and the um and jefferson didn't want to fill them you know some, something to that effect and uh he he tried not to he tried not to fill them and then he went to the supreme court and the guy the guy sued him or oh, no it's james madison obviously it's marvin yeah. madison and, uh, Stephon Marbury, I think, was yeah. the other guy. <laughs> no, so, that, yeah. no, that's a joke. It's, um, the <laughs> basketball player. Oh, yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I, I, did, I don't know. It sounded like a reasonable name. I don't know. So yeah, and it was about it was about he he had, you know he was saying you need to appoint me, and then he's and then the idea was that the Supreme Court said that, yeah, you should have appointed him, but no, actually, because the whole idea of appointing him is unconstitutional to begin with. So that was the idea of like them sort of not attacking what was the, establishing that their, I, their point was not to simply make a decision based on what it was. They were there to make a decision based on what's constitutional, which in a certain sense makes sense, but it's also like, fundamentally that's still at its core a political issue right when the constitution says that black people are three-fifths of a human being and then a black person comes up and says hey like what's going on and you say well the constitution says it's like well you've just made a political decision you know what i mean and it's like it's like at the time especially the constitution was essentially built so that it would not allow so that you could protect the idea of slavery of black people by you have a you have a senate you have a senate that says okay how do we if you look at the ways you change the constitution the ways you do it are basically through through the kind of means that will never get through they make it so difficult that it's never going to happen sure and 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 and, and, and on a certain level i sort of understand that you know what i mean like you don't want your the very essence of your government just flipping around constantly based on any whim, but at the same time, there's been very clear developments that we've made that need to be addressed, and the Constitution is the problem yeah. with that. With that, I mean, consider how many amendments have been made to the Constitution. Yeah, this perfect document. This need to be amended over twenty times. Yeah, it's like we're it's like we're approaching the thirtieth amendment. Like yeah. It's, you know. you correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I'm, some countries don't even have a constitution. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, they don't always call it that. I mean, it's it's clearly a good idea to have a written set of procedures for how your government should operate. That's essentially at the super deepest core what a what a constitution is, and that's that's fine. But the problem with our constitution is that it's set up a system that worked in the 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 mid 1700s right in the mid 18th century where the only people who were going to be voting were were wealthy white landowners right that's the basically the very few levels of people who were going to be voting and it was essentially tailored towards not 
you know, just the people who they deemed to be, you know, important to making the decisions of governance. So it's like, we're in a totally different time. We're in a time where, you know, everyone has the ability to be informed rapidly. Or misinformed. Or misinformed. Mostly misinformed. (laughs) Yeah, true. We're living in a time where people are way more directly engaged with national politics than they ever have. You know, like, yeah, obviously back in the day, you'd know your mayor, you know who the go, you know, you know who, who, you know, your city council or whatever they had. That was something that would happen. But Jesus Christ, like, how often would you even give a shit what the president did if you were, in, if you were living in 1802? Yeah, you wouldn't hear about it, it till like a few months after he did it anyway. And, 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 and it was, and it, it was such a dramatically different world politically, you know what I mean? In, in so many ways that the idea that this, you know, governing body will continue to work in the same way is clearly being borne out that it's just not, <laughs> you know, we can see how we can see the problems with having, you know, the voting system be so simple, you know, when it's, when you're talking about a limited voter base, okay, maybe, maybe that kind of voting works out. Okay. But when you're talking about, you know, a potential voter base of 200 plus million people who have very different views on things, uh, just having a simple voting system that doesn't really appeal to a variety of people, you know, like you and I, we voted for Joe Biden. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you did. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I held my nose yeah. and voted for but, you Sleepy know, Joe. And it's like, I don't think Americans really understand that that's not the only way. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's one of the issues that happens is we have to vote. You know, like you and I voted for harm minimization, right? We, yeah. We clearly knew Donald Trump was the worst candidate of the two we really had a choice of. So you vote for the harm mitigating one, Joe Biden, who would be less harmful. Sleepy Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bumbling Biden. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so we did that. And I think that was the right decision to make. But it's also like, I didn't want him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's voting systems. I wanted Bernie. Use. Yeah. There's voting systems that people use around the world right now. There's other... You like know, ranked choice voting yes. and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and I think you made a good point, too, when you were talking to me earlier about the Supreme Court should not be a lifetime appointment. In our, absolutely in our, in our pre-show green room uh, meeting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were yeah. talk. We were. T- we talked to Henry Kissinger. We talked to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who's still somehow alive? I don't know. He, yeah, he, he sucks. Uh, yeah, he should. He should be buried alive. That. Moment. <laughs> <laughs> but, Got him. <laughs> but, yeah, like, you're absolutely right. Like, I'm. I'm not always. I'm not always super. Like, I'm not. I'm not necessarily for term limits necessarily. In every single case, I am. Yeah, I mean, and and, yeah. and I see why that's a. I see why you would you would want that, and that's fine. I think for certain, I think I think if you were going to have term limits for certain things, you'd have to sort of rejigger some of the other stuff too. But in any event, like, yeah, I I don't think that like. I mean, you have. I mean, Clarence Thomas has been on there since what eighty eight. 80, uh, at least 85. 30 years. Yeah, I mean, he's been on there. He was appointed like, by George W. George H. W. Bush. So no, it's either no, no. Clarence Thomas was uh, wasn't he wasn't he Reagan? No, he was H. W. Bush. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he so he was he was early into <clears throat> H. W. Bush's presidency yeah. that he was he was nominated. I mean, 
like we're we're talking we're talking before we were born. Clarence yeah, Thomas like was like the floundering uh, fathers. Like if you lived to be like fifty back then, you were like fucking old. They did not foresee like motherfuckers being on the court till they were eighty three. Like yeah, Briar's ice cream is yeah. Or I mean, you know, <clears throat> and I and I love the girl, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Like she should have retired. She sh- absolutely, and, and and that's, that that really bothered me. Yeah, and like I mean, I just I, like I the um, arrogance, and I don't know. Yeah, re- retire. Like yeah. I don't know why she stayed on that long. Well, and I think that goes back to the idea that the idea of the court was supposed to be apolitical, and I think she believed in that. And and, and I, you know, like I don't fault her. And, you know, do honestly. they really believe that though? Or are they just? Well, I mean, I don't she, think so. She hung out with Anson and Scalia. Yeah, but they that doesn't like mean they're friends. not political. I have friends who are uh, Trumpers. Yeah, you know, and we hang out. Yeah, but I think they believed in the idea that what they were doing was a maybe political exercise in its in what it in, in its effect, but that they were coming at it from this is just how to interpret the Constitution. They didn't view it as like intrinsically political i think they i don't know yeah i can't see inside somebody's heart and god bless the dead but it's just like i can't help but think they're not that naive and the whole thing you know supreme court uh justices used to get approved like 97 to nothing in the senate but that was just that was how it is. It was a wink and a nod, and they said, "Well, you're you guys are in power, and then yeah. you we'll give you the votes. And when we're in power, you're going to give us the votes." And then right. Obama came along, and then Mitch McConnell's strategy was, "We're going to make him a one-term president. We're going to obstruct. We're going to do this." Yeah. They forced Harry Reid's hand. They went to the quote-unquote nuclear option mm-hmm. in the Senate with the pure. Uh, Majority for the judges, mm-hmm. which is what Turtle Boy Mitch wanted, you know, so yeah. then he could have an excuse to do what they did. And now it's this tit for tat thing. And I actually kind of like that they've ripped the veil off, they've ripped the scab off, mm-hmm. that this Supreme Court is this bastion of apolitical. Oh, they just interpret the law and they have these robes and they won't even allow cameras in there and <laughs> they don't do interviews and they're just above everything. No, they're a bunch of they're political appointees. They're all a yep. bunch of hacks, ass kissers. That's how they get the job. Sure. On the right wing, the Federalist society handpicks all the judges yeah. and Trump just appointed okay. whoever the fuck they said to yeah. appoint. They're like Brett it's Kavanaugh. All right, whatever. Scumbag. <laughs> yeah. It's all a scam. Like, yeah. I don't fuck with the Supreme Court or the Senate at all. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that the, I think that the idea, like I said, like I, I personally, I think that the way that Ireland governs is a particularly appealing way to me. Their Supreme Court has not necessarily term limits, but they have an age cutoff. Like once you get to seventy, it's like boom, you retire, which is cool to me because like, you know. That 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 does offer a sort of like middle ground between the idea of like, well, just give them a hard term limit. Well, I don't know about like an age cutoff because there's people who are 70 years old that are still with it. And if they feel if they are called to public service. Sure. And they're still with it. I mean, why not? Yeah. And there's people who are young who are fucking stupid and I don't want them to be in power. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess I do see that. That would also discourage the kind of like. But there should be like a mental, and this would be for 
uh, I don't even know how you would do it, but I would like the idea of like a mental acuity test for all public servants, but I don't know how you yeah. do that in a fair way without it becoming some weird yeah. classist racist thing. Yeah, that's very, especially yeah. when you're talking about, I mean, like... I suppose the idea of like literally just like, okay, do you know where you are kind yeah. of shit? Like that might make Because there are some fucking morons yeah, in I mean, Congress. Like, uh, you, you wouldn't, yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene, the Bobert lady. Like these are fucking yeah. stupid people. Yeah, did you see that Marjorie Taylor Greene? What what did she say? She's the... Gispacho, yeah. which is a soup <laughs> instead of Gestapo. <laughs> Because that, that and now she's trying to like play it off and like be she all thought it was funny. like okay, Ted cool Cruz tried to it. do that with his shit to Cancun. Yeah. Or it was like it was like, what do you bro, like you got caught lying about just leaving your fucking state in the middle of a goddamn crisis. Well, the Republicans are just at a point now where they just don't care anymore. They, you just, they do whatever they do, and they own up, yep, I'm a scumbag, and you're going to vote me in, and people are like, yeah! Yeah. Good. Uh, okay. Yeah. But I, back to Ireland, the Emerald Isle. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really interested in how they govern. Yeah. So the what I like about them is that basically their voting system is generally is generally used is not for we we have what's called first past the post. It's basically just like. Hey, whoever gets the most votes wins, which seems like a good idea, right? When you and it's not even who gets the most; it's who gets fifty-one percent, who gets a majority. No, it's not because it's not who gets the majority; it's who gets the most. You can win just by a plurality. Bill Clinton did not get fifty-one percent of the vote. I think he got well, like he got a majority of the electoral college. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah that 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 is the case. Yeah. I mean, first off, that's the first. So thing you're that, talking about that thing, that, you're that, talking that about not president then. Well, that in the president, yeah, in the case of the president, yeah. yeah. I mean, it can happen in other cases. I mean, basically, it's just okay. Who gets the most votes? Because you can have three groups of people running, and that's. I mean, that's that's what happened to George H. W. Bush in his, yeah. in ninety two. He basically got he got you know sucked under by Ross Perot, mm-hmm. and I can't remember. I think it's like forty eight to forty six is like the 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 end like that what. George Bush or George Bush lost by like a couple of couple of percentage points. It wasn't yeah. great. But, but that it, I mean that's debatable about Ross Perot, but I see what you're saying. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, but in in other voting systems, which especially in in Ireland, they generally use ranked preference voting. And ranked preference is you 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 have a list of the people who are, you know, who are candidates from whatever party and you just you you put down your your number one, your number two. You vote for a party three. or a person. You vote for a person. Okay. So you, you go you go you go you go your first your first choice, your second choice, and your third choice. And so what they do is they tabulate all the numbers. And if somebody gets if somebody gets fifty percent of the vote, more than fifty percent of the vote, they win outright. But if they don't, then what they do is they take the lowest the person with the lowest number of votes. And they check all those ta- they check all those ballots again and see who all those people voted for as their second, and then all those votes go. So that's why it's sometimes called instant runoff voting, because it's basically like it's basically like you're voting as if you were doing a runoff, but like right right at the ballot. So you you then so then the last the person who's in, who person who has the least amount of votes their votes get tabulated retabulated with their number two, and it goes up 
to the next to the number two you know what i mean and then and then it just keeps going like that until somebody gets i'm sort of confused but i think if people could see it happening they would understand it better yeah yeah i mean essentially essentially it's like if you're number one if you chose if you voted for somebody and they were your number one but they got the least amount of votes right your vote would would not be essentially useless your vote your your that was your your first choice didn't get it so then and then your 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 vote would then go to your number two and then if there's and then whoever gets you know what i mean and that's how they vote for supreme court no that's still appointed by their president but it's but but it's a term limit so that their their uh their chief justice is a seven-year term limit and their Mm. other just their associate justices are all um age cut off at 70 which again Mm. i I don't necessarily think is the perfect thing i do think some sort of like I think a long term limit would be fine, you know, like a fifteen year or something. I'm like cool that. with that. You know, like fifteen. I, I sort of understand the idea that you want the the Supreme Court to be kind of stable, like not swapping in and out all the time. I get that. I think fifteen is fine, you know. But in any event, and I think that's probably what it ends up being in Ireland anyway. Depending how on many uh, justices do they have? Uh, I believe it's like twelve. Uh, I don't, I don't, I, it's something like that. It's like yeah. 10 or 12. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think you got to have an odd number. So there's yeah. not very many ties, but, and you know. correct me if I'm wrong, but in the constitution, there's not even a set number of nope. justices. Nope. It's, it's, you um, could, you could have one. You could have just the chief. Yeah. You could justice. I, I would, I know that, you know, the Supreme court got to where it, you know, there was the, the famous battle where, FDR was trying to increase the pack size the of, court, yeah, yeah. pack the court, which, you know, they people suggested that Biden try to do when he got in office, and he won't do it because, again, it's become a kind of like because people have this image of the the court being this apolitical entity. Yeah. There's this there's this kind of stigma where if you try to pack the court, now you're bringing politics into it, yeah. and it's like everyone knows that's horseshit, but like it's sort of like a fucking it's it's. It's sort of just like a, like a leper. Yeah. Nobody wants. Nobody wants to touch it. You know and then it I mean? will. Then it becomes a tit for tat thing. And then before you know it, you got seventy five fucking people on there. That's what happened. That's what. That's sort of what happened in uh, in Poland. Yeah. You know, Poland is basically devolved into a, a right wing. You know, I, I don't know, demarchy or you know, dictatorship or autocracy. autocracy, some bullshit like that. It's 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 you know, they had a similar thing where, if I remember correctly, the president was like. I don't know. They basically, they fucked with their Supreme Court really yeah. big time in order to get like a bunch of power. But yeah, it's just like, have it, ha, re, just define the Supreme Court in in the Constitution in size, put term limits on it, and make the term limits shorter for Chief Justice. And a lot of these weird issues where you have, you know, ancient people you know yeah because they live they live well and they live a long mummies yeah mummies yeah and 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 like i said like i love ruth bader ginsburg and everything that she stood for and tried to do and i love sonia sotomayor but like i think again eh, her like i didn't hear much about her mm -hmm. until she was really old and people wanted her to retire and then they retroactively made her into a superhero yeah, there was a there is a little bit of the nobody uh, ever talked about her before. Yeah, I mean, in some, I mean, yeah, I mean, 
I'm just really that, bitter. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It, it's tough to get over that. And that and they and then the scumbag Turtle Boy hypocrite yep. appointed Amy Coney Barrett three days before a fucking election, and he wouldn't put Merrick Garland in there. Nope. Ten months before an election, it yep. just pisses me off. I'm still mad yeah. about it. I'm always going to be mad about it. Yeah, it's. And she's going to be on there for forty years. Yeah. Because some proud person wouldn't retire when they should yes, have yes I, I think it has nothing to do with her being a woman it's just oh, well, yeah. retire I mean, obviously i mean yeah. i mean we're talking we, we were just talking about you know justice Breyer. as soon as uh sleepy joe won i was screaming from the mountaintops Briar's ice cream retire yeah retire yep i mean because i don't what, care about your image or whatever some bullshit yeah. you want to project about the court <laughs> Retire, yeah, because then they're gonna have it's, then it's gonna be seven to two, right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, then we're really fucked. I know, yeah, I mean, we're already seeing the effects. I mean, Texas abortion ban is like basically just law now, and yeah. I mean, and I mean, it's like it's it's super they're getting strange. ready. This it's gonna be a hot summer, oh, yeah, and not in a not in a good way. No, it's gonna be a hellishly hot summer, yeah, it's bad, and you know, I and and, and I just, I, I think, I think I agree with you mostly that like, I just think that the whole government system at this point needs at the very least a major overhaul. And it's like, I, I appreciate the constitution for what it was during its time. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I don't, things, but things, well, things can yeah. be, things can be good and new in their time, but still suck for today. You know what I mean? Like, like in a certain sense, it's like, yeah. I mean, there's no getting around the slavery bullshit in it. That's 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 just doesn't even. But it's like, but it's also like this is a document made in a time where the vast majority of people, like when you wanted to raise an army, you had to just like get a militia. You know what I mean? When you wanted to, when you wanted to talk to somebody in the South, you had to send a fucking horse and buggy, and it would take a month. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're talking about a very different world and some of the stuff that they built in there was innovative for its time, but we've learned how to do governance a little better. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a way that I think is much more democratic in a positive way and, and, and gives people greater freedom of choice. And it prevents, in my opinion, things like Donald Trump, like, Certainly a person like Donald Trump could have been elected like to like what their equivalent of the house is or something like that. But like to president, I, I, I severely doubt it. You know? Yeah. I mean? But all the things that like stopped the insurrection from happening, those weren't like laws that were embedded in like the constitution. Those were just norms. Yeah. Those were traditions yeah. that were like pretty fucking close to being broken. Yeah. And oh, January yeah. 6th, that was a dress rehearsal. And oh, yeah. Republicans are ready for the next, wow. for 2024. If they don't win, they have the fake electors all set up. They have everything yeah. ready to go. They've primed their people to get violent in the streets if they don't win. They've, yeah. they've primed their people to believe that anything other, other than a win means it's stolen and rigged. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're ready to go. And the Constitution's not doing anything. You're like people's yeah. precious little piece of paper. That was written two hundred fucking years ago yeah. is not doing anything to help anybody. Yeah, like yeah, and and, and I and I think that that's that I, I 
yeah, like I, like I said, like it can be an amazing like you can you can accept that the Constitution is was something of its time. Like I don't I, like this is what baffles me about like the kind of conservative purists. It's one of the big things where you know the Constitution, the so-called it, originalists. Yes. Yeah. The the originalists. It's like it's so-called. Like, yeah. It's like okay. First off, they always do interpret the Constitution because they had, especially with the Second Amendment. They had a radically different view of firearms. Yeah. Then it's like back back when they were talking about it, it's like a musket took like ten seconds to load. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you were really good, you could yeah. load it in ten seconds. You know. Well, I mean? it's even like they even were talking to uh, Dana Lash, who's like an NRA spokeswoman. Like, yes. And even she, they they asked her. They said, "Well, what would the founding fathers?" define as a well-regulated militia and yeah. she even said she said anybody any citizen who owns a gun is a militia of is one. no 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 that is would be a part of the quote-unquote militia and would be subject to regulation yeah so even the most crazy right-wing nut job mm-hmm. is saying that you don't have an unlimited right to bear arms right Antonin Scalia, before he died, mm-hmm. even said the most conservative judge on the court yeah. said, "You do not have an unlimited right to bear arms." <laughs> right. But you talk to these motherfuckers on the street, and that's what they think it means. Yeah. And then they're, and then they're, and then the people who govern them go, and they have they. I mean, I don't because know the NRA know. wants to sell guns. Yeah, that's huge. It's funny you watch it. You watch how. I don't know why the NRA doesn't. I'm not, and, and I hate the term anti-gun and pro-gun. Like, sure. yo, you want like a bolt-action rifle to go hunt? You want a pump-action shotgun? Sure. A pistol? Go right ahead. Yeah. But I believe in regulation. You should have training, insurance. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Registration. You know, limited yeah. Uh, magazines. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it, it's. It's it license. Be, if you would, if you had asked a, you know, if you had asked a colonial politician, should the average citizen have a cannon? You know what I mean? Or whatever the high tech. Yeah. Uh, I mean that would weaponry be, was of that day. You know yes. that that would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know if you if it, it, like they'd be like, why? Yeah, and you know the, what I mean, and like, just the whole idea that. A majority of people in this country owned guns at one point is a lie too. It was never, I don't know. It's all it's, we can we can have a whole yeah discussion about guns, but these you know right wing nut job mm-hmm. gun nuts. I don't know. Read a fucking history book. Well, and I mean it, it is important to what we're talking about because it's fundamentally tied to how you think about the Constitution, and it's fundamentally tied to what these people are making decisions about. And if they're making a decision about what people said during <laughs> during the um, during the seventeen hundreds, yeah, during during the you know the, an age where firearms you know were like fireballs, and like, you were you lucky know. if you could even get a shot off. Yep, here comes uh, here comes my wife and daughter. We got a special guest on the show. Special guest. Two special guests. Two special guests. Two very special guests. Uh, my daughter Persephone and my wife Elise, or is that their real names? You'll never know. Yeah. 
You guys but, got any shout outs for all the so sweet peeps out there? Yeah. Do you like do you like the Supreme Court? What are your thoughts on judicial review? Is it good or bad? Oh, well, she wanted to tell me something. What do you want to say, Kittle? What? Oh, you just want to give me a tip? <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, she wanted to tell me that it's snowing. It is snowing. snowing a little bit in the undisclosed uh, studio. Yeah, the, the, the bunker does have some snow coming down from it. You know, we, uh, we're, bro- we're broadcasting from... Uh, from the cold winter depths, the tundra, the tundra, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the 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 cold snowy forests of a uh, northern hemisphere. So northern I would hemisphere. I would like to segue into um, Sleepy Joe's. No, that's fine. <laughs> Sleepy Joe's decision um, to uh, live up to his campaign promise to appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I'm totally fine with, and like the conservative hypocrisy and uproar surrounding that. It's 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 is it because do you think that it's like what they're saying? I'm not I'm not 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 what they feel, but what they're saying. Well, saying more like I want to. It should just be based on their qualifications, quote unquote. I want to even step back further and like give people some context for like why. You know, yeah. why he's doing it and everything like that, and why it's not a big deal. And um, right. it's sort of a big deal, but it's also like it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a big yeah. deal. Um, it's it's an important thing, but it's not like you know. It shouldn't be. It's a big deal in the fact that it's a black woman on the court, but it shouldn't be a big big deal that it's like yeah, s- that, somehow that wrong. A, right. Right. So. Sleepy Joe, I'm old enough to re- remember in the 2020 campaign when he was tanking. You know, Bernie was yeah. ascending. Um, the Democratic field was very uh, full of people, and Sleepy Joe needed a lifeline. Um, and it was the South Carolina uh, primary was um, coming up. Yeah. And the majority of voters in the Democratic primary <clears throat> in South Carolina are black. There's a very inf- influential. Congressman Jim uh, Clyburn, who before the primary will endorse a, a candidate, and usually the person he endorses will win that uh, primary. He's, he's kinda, so yeah, he's influential. He's kind of there. Yeah. <clears throat> and so he made a deal with uh, Sleepy Joe and said, if you get on this debate and say that you're going to appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court, I'll support you hmm. and... Sleepy Joe begrudgingly did. Jim Clyburn supported him. He won South Carolina, and then suddenly he was the comeback kid. Yeah. So black people, black women in particular, are the backbone of the modern Democratic Party. Very true. And they're responsible for getting Sleepy Joe in office and defeating Trump. Yeah, absolutely. And they should be represented in our government. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. And I think it's fucking awesome. Yeah, the conservative backlash around it is funny because uh, you and I were talking a little bit when you're talking about Reagan, you know, scumbag. Yeah, dedicating himself to appointing a woman. The 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 kind of comedy of every every uh, 
of conservatives. Nobody batted an eye. Yeah. And then they shouldn't have. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like. The only difference is that what they're offended by is black. Yeah. Well, I even think that if, if he had come out and said, I'm going to put a woman, if he could, because conservatives have this bizarre relationship with identity politics. So-called. Yeah. When white people for 200 years have been asserting their own views and right. morphing the world into their image for 200 years. That's not identity politics. Right. But if right. any marginalized group stands up and says, hey, can I have a seat at the table? That's identity politics. And <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And they come up with every little excuse as yeah. to, to deny you a seat at the table. Yeah. I hate that term identity politics. But we're using it, but I just think oh, that sure. term's so well, they, stupid. But, I mean, the reason yeah. I, I sort of use it is because they play the exact same game oh, all yeah. the time. And it's like... it's like White what, identity like, politics. Yeah, it's like, that's, exactly. that's Trump's whole deal. Well, and it's like, you know, I, I, the way I view it is, yeah, there should be... Like, like a, a black woman's point of view, especially on the Supreme Court, is absolutely going to be an important voice. Not just separate from her politi- her 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 legal acumen how good she is at at you know law that's that's one thing there are a lot of people who could be on the supreme court you can find black women period they're there yeah. you know what i mean so it's like it's like yeah there's probably other people who would also be good on the supreme court but it's like you can't just make this like random judgment like oh they have to be the most qualified it's like that that doesn't exist. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the idea of being the most qualified, like it's 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 not a horse race. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like it's like there are people with different points of view and you pick the person yeah. you want their point of view to be. And that's a different perspective that you're not going to get from anybody else. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean and and you're seeing that with you're seeing that with Sonia Sotomayor who is who is Latina. Yeah. You're seeing that with, you know, Elena Kagan who's a woman. You, you know, I mean, and, and even the dreaded Clarence Thomas, a black man's voice is going to be yeah. different than John Roberts, who's like the whitest human to ever exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I think that I think that the uh, the Supreme Court should look like the country, at least like I don't like sure. I don't like the Supreme Court, but you, they should still look like the country and be yeah. representative of it. Yeah, I think I think that that is a it's a good it's a good it's a good way to say it because there is you know there is that element that your 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 race and your identity especially in America and, and everywhere everywhere that Europe has ever touched but everywhere in general who who you are where you come from how much money you had you know how much you know what kind of racial experiences you had are going to dramatically change the way you view law and everything so it's like you want that you want all those views to be on this important political body. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I said, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's either like, I find it funny that they are like, well, we're not political. It's like, well, then you're not important. Yeah. If, if that's what you, if that's what you really think, then you're not important. Because like, if it was just like, oh, you, if they just had to interpret the constitution to the letter of the word. Yeah. You wouldn't even need a goddamn court. You know what I yeah. mean? You could just, you uh, could, Hey, it says here, uh, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of the, uh, a lot of the most important, you know, laws and political issues of the last, you know, of the entire, of the whole country yeah. boiled down to 
does the Constitution say I can do this? It's like, well, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't say you can't do it. Is a lot of it, you know? Yeah, because I mean? even like like uh, Roe v. Wade, which I fuck with. Yeah, I course. think it's great. The original ruling was they said it was about privacy. Yeah, which famously the word privacy is not in the Constitution at all. So it's like they kind of made that up. Sure, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Like it, it says, you have the right to be safe and secure in your own home. Pretty much, that's as far right. as it gets. And they've to, interpreted, yeah. and they've interpreted that to mean a privacy. privacy. Yeah, which is fine. You know what I mean? Like, I understand the need as as a person who went to master get my master's in English. I truly understand that it's super important to be interpretive about documents. But once you do that, you're making a political choice. Yeah, you know what I mean? When you see that line that says people need to have the right to be safe and secure in their homes. And you interpret that as the Constitution saying you have the right to privacy of your body. That is a political decision. Yeah. You've made a political decision. So don't don't pretend like you're just you're just you're just an observer. Like you're not. You every single time you read words and you make a judgment about what that means, you've made some kind of political decision. Yeah. And that's a really big issue in this country that people kind of view these documents and things as ironclad you know? yeah and like people are uh you know they don't really respect a lot of the decisions that the court makes now especially when it's yeah. like they're all five to four verdicts yeah you know they there was a time where they didn't really do rulings unless you'd get like a seven to two at least you know because yeah. they wanted to be definitive sure you know yeah there's there's there has been such a big difference and and i think and i think it's 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 hard for us to understand because the weirdly that when as the internet has come around i think political views have sort of become more concrete than they were before do you know what i mean like yeah because you're in your echo chamber and the algorithms of uh, social media it shows you more of what it thinks you want to see yeah and it's more extreme Mm mm-hmm and I won't use the both sides equivalency because I think there's that's yeah. a false equivalency. Of course. But like, you know, right wing people are going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. I mean, Elise and I were talking not that long ago and uh, she was saying like, well, how could I said she, she was like, well, how could somebody believe that? I'm like, Elise, there were like thousands of people who went to Dallas thinking that JFK Jr. would come back and become president. Like, yeah. Like people, people right now are believing things that are batshit crazy. Yeah. That make no sense. And like uh, the things that conservatives have done for 50 years to mm-hmm. like, they're the counter insurgency to like the new deal. Yeah. Like, time. and by dismantling that they dismantled like civic institutions that like, mm-hmm brought people together yeah and Huge. they purposely like isolated people mm-hmm. and so you have a generation of these white guys that drove in their trucks for an hour to the factory listening to rush shot limbaugh yeah sat in a crane listening to rush limbaugh for 12 hours at a time yeah, yeah. They're not going to the bar down the street after work because that closed down, and they're driving home to meet with their friends and have some sort of camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And they all, or to get different something. different opinions. Yeah, and they're going home listening to Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, and yeah. that's what they want. Yeah, and 
and that's they they they've built this like kind of media this kind of they i don't think that people even then really understood what was happening when they created when rush limbaugh and yeah and those entities were created it's a very intimate thing yeah talk radio can be Mm -hmm. and this whole brainwashing of i'm the truth you can't trust anybody else absolutely you have to come to me if you want the truth like yeah cnn i don't really fuck with them sure but they're not like they don't do that they don't right it's not the same thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's like I said, like I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not exactly the greatest CNN yeah. fan. I do appreciate, uh, I do appreciate people like Jake Tapper, and you know, they have, good, they have some good anchors. I fuck with NPR. NPR, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna actually like consume news, their political uh, coverage and news coverage, which is separate from their entertainment and arts yeah. and opinion, which is all good too. But their news mm-hmm. coverage, yeah, is great. Well, yeah, I mean they have they have a variety of shows. I, I mean, I like One A. One A is real nice, and you know, I mean, I'll, there's a lot of different. They have so many different, you know. No, but I'm saying shows. like they like their news is unbiased. You'll, yeah, I, you, I think you it's can a, have as close as it can be. You have shows that maybe have a political bent that are like arts or entertainment or whatever, or political shows, but their news coverage, you can't fuck with them in terms yeah. of their news coverage. Well, uh, I mean, I think especially, especially during the Trump presidency, they, they viewed just, just talking about the facts as anti-Trump, you know what I mean? So there is that element where people, you know, people on the right are going to view NPR as political. Oh as, yeah. As a hack organization yeah. because they were, they didn't respect but because Trump, they you know? talk bad about the king or they point out right. that the king is lying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that, but I, I do, I do, I, I if I'm going to list, if I'm going to actually care about like, you know, like really get into news, something about the news, I'll definitely, I, I would, I would go first to NPR. Yeah. I think people need media literacy. Oh Yeah. Which is it's being possible huge. to do nowadays anyway, because people automatically, think they would say oh that's biased sure because they don't even oh, know what that i'm means. telling <laughs> the truth and you don't want to hear the truth yeah. so they don't even understand what that means yeah. i saw i saw a video of a guy now i uh, i i'm not 100 percent sure that this is you know exactly how it worked but I, i'll just say that the story seemed as i watched it to be true it was two dudes debating about the death toll of covid and this dude was saying the the total world death toll of COVID is six hundred thousand people, and this dude's like, and, and this dude, and this dude's like, right, there's there's eight hundred thousand people just in America who've died of it. What are you talking about? And so the dude was like, so the the anti-vaxxer was like, you're dumb. Look at these numbers. And he's like, I don't even know what you're showing me. And what he was what he was showing him was Google. And so he's like, what the fuck? Refresh your browser. Dude hadn't refreshed his browser in like a year and a half. Oh really? Yeah, yep. He hadn't refreshed his browser in a year and a half, and was like, "The numbers are still good." You know what I mean? Like, this is the level of like, and these people are going out and they're convincing their friends. Well, yeah, because yeah, they're kind of willfully ignorant, and they're kind of smiling as you know, as they like they know what they're doing, and Uh, they can and they can and they can convince people that are. Naive. Oh, Google says it. 
Yeah. And people, oh, okay. Yeah. And they just show you, they just show you an image of Google. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's like, who, who's Google? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's, that's one and thing. And they I also here. show you what you want to see too. Sure. I mean, generally their statistics on that are just collated statistics and they're, and they're fine. But at the same time, like you said, like if you type in, if you go to Google and you type in, why are vaccines unsafe? Right? Well, you, people don't understand that they're priming Google to give them bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you like, there's difference between that and even just are vaccines safe. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like when they say, well, I Googled it. It's like, well, no, you told Google to give you bullshit. <laughs> and it yeah. gave, it's garbage in, garbage out, that old fucking adage. That's, that's, what, that's what happens when people use a search engine and they're not, they're not particularly literate. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, obviously, I'm not saying these people can't read. I'm just saying like... Media literate. Yeah. yeah you well, can... Even, yeah. What we mean by that is not that you can read the news story, but you can decipher if there's bias where they're coming from if they're a real news organization or just opinion or even just blatantly fake yeah just knowing where they stand there's there's Um, there's a variety of those things that will just post there's a variety of news organizations quote unquote you'll you'll see people post something from oh this is from cbs 35 and you're like what the fuck is cbs 35 and you go and look on their page and they'll say oh we're a satire page and that's how they kind of get away. In with like it. very fine print at the bottom. Yeah, it'll be like in the. It'll be like you got to click about us, and then you got to go down to the bottom, and they're like, "Oh, we're a satire page." Yeah. And clearly, they're trying to trick people, but they have that kind of like, "Oh, we're we're just a joke," as like yeah. cover your ass shit. I don't know. I just I think I take a more cynical approach. I think the horses out the barn door. I think we're fucked. Yeah. Like there's nothing we can do about it. So I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, it is something that I think is bafflingly difficult to deal with it's like i don't know it's because what is now that this these systems are are, these systems are already in place and they've been in place for a while now right i mean a few i mean a few years is a big difference these days do you know what i mean where everything we're living in an era where like there's no sense of like history and i don't mean that in a sense of like we don't remember the past. It's almost like we're way too aware that something could be historical. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, it's like, we're not, we're never just, there's never just an aspect of like people just doing things and then reacting to the doing of things. There's always this weird, like element that we're writing history every second. Do you know what I mean? Rather than in the past where things would happen, you'd go back and you'd kind of, I mean, I'm not saying that's particularly better, but I am saying like people are like actively rewriting the history instantly. <laughs> you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. You know? And, and, and like, I think the, that social media in particular has driven us to a point where everything news, everything moves insanely. Well, fast. people forget about things. That's yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and things happen and disinformation, you know, spreads instantly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Once, once somebody, once somebody posts it and then, you know, you know, some, some grandma in Nebraska posts it and then she posts it to one of those funny groups she saw with all the stuff that likes Trump and that, and now it's, and now it's out to 5 million people and they believe it instantly because it's, because they have a political worldview and if they see it in a meme, it it confirms their, uh, 
bias. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and it's not that that hasn't happened before. Obviously, that happens throughout history all the time. You can see it throughout history that people are convinced of stuff that's just complete bullshit. That's not the point. The point is that it happens near instantly on a global scale. Yeah. You know what I mean? It didn't used to be that if you told a lie, the whole world would believe it in a day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There was some time to process. Now it's like, it's like, it's like trying to fight a forest fire that's blazing at, with a garden hose. Yeah, exactly. It's like the tools to fight, the tools to fight this have to, this is like a long game. It's like building a forest. It's not like you can just like, we can't just shoot a gun at the big monster of disinformation. The tools are strong education that actually focuses on the media landscape of now. Yeah. And I and I, and I don't blame any particular institution particularly because this stuff hap- this stuff came at us at a missile's fucking pace. You know? I don't know. I think um like social media should be regulated like a newspaper yeah. would be. Yeah, I, I, I think that there's an element of... And if we you know, have that. to register, you know, we'd have probably, if you sign up for Facebook, you would have to re- be verified to make sure it's you and sure. you'd be held accountable if you were, yeah. you know. That, 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 that's a very complicated legal landscape that I don't know if I'm necessarily quite smart enough to figure out at this point. I'm not smart enough to it, but there's something wrong. I think we can all... Everyone knows that, even liberals and conservatives. Well, I know. I mean, we can save this for another episode because I think we're uh, running out of time. Yeah, we're, we're a little close. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. but yeah, there's yeah. there's some uh, proposition or something that was passed in the 90s that makes it so that, like, internet companies, like a website, mm-hmm. or now it would be like, social media, they're not responsible for the content that people post on it. If others post something on your yeah. forum or whatever. Yeah. Which, which, and so yeah, if you yeah. got rid of that, mm-hmm. like if you wanted to sign up for Facebook or something, you'd have to verify that it's you and everything. Sure. And if it found out, there'd be a process. Like just like, just, just like how like a newspaper, you can't write, you can't write libel about, you can't knowingly write false things about people. Sure. You can like go to jail for doing that sure you know yeah yeah i i think that they've i think that for so long they've allowed it because because like this is again like there's sort of a level over that where you can where they try to blame the algorithm that's kind of a a thing that happens now it's like well you made the algorithm do you know what i mean like this is your responsibility regardless of whether or not this computer they won't even show congress what the algorithms are they don't even. Yeah, they. Don't, it's 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 yeah. it's funny to me. It's like I don't even know. Is it showable? Do you know what I mean? Like, can you show them what it is? Is it is it is it a thing you can present to them even? Like that's. I think so. Well, I mean, but the I, the only things that Congress knows are from the whistleblowers. Sure. Yeah. That's all they know. Yeah. And and what's what's you know as more information comes out where they're like, oh, Facebook pretty much knew that this stuff was like spreading because Facebook of them. is. A media company, whether they like it or not, yeah, and they should be regulated as such. Well, it's one thing if they had no algorithm that was really useful, right? If they had, if Facebook was just, you see what your friends posted in a row, 
that's different from when you have an algorithm that presents you with stuff. Yeah, because they want you to stay on there and they want to sell ads. Yeah. And yeah, that's and how so, they make money. Right. And so they want to they want to end targeted ads. And how they keep you on there is they show you more extreme stuff. Right, exactly. And that's and that's that's when they, they cross know the line. what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like they know that they're doing this and they keep doing it. Right. And that's that to me is the key that strikes a big difference between what a what they are as a website that just like when you know, like when we were in high school when Facebook had just come out, right? Like it was just, you just saw what your friends posted. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they, they might post some shit, but like that, well, that was make sense. But how like, any website starts where it's free and it's fun and they get you hooked. Sure. And then when it's wow. time to cash in, when their investors are like, all right, we've invested all this money, Mark uh, Zuckerberg, it's time to cash in. Yeah. Then that's when they rear their ugly head and they yeah. unleash all the ads and yep. all this shit that happened. yeah check out check out uh, the david fincher film the social network based, based on, on a true story based on the based on the true story it's based on well court i think mark mark zuckerberg based facebook off of that movie oh wow yeah. he went he went forward in time saw that and just like wrote down notes <laughs> yeah and then went back in time and uh he was like he was like all right i'm gonna fuck over the winklevoss twins yeah man <laughs> olympic yeah. athletes yeah well the um but it, it actually is a very excellent movie and as far as films that fictionalize real stuff, it's very, very accurate because they used actual court documents. They used court depositions and what was said in those in order to tell the story. So Also so they wouldn't get sued. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're not... So it's not, like a, it's not like a hit job so much. It really does sort of just present what, what in, a, in a fictionalized way with a little bit of heightening, changing the story a bit, but the essence is really there. And, uh, it's kind of, it is kind of chilling. Like you said, that's like exactly he Zuckerberg said that like we're staying free and we're not going to do ads until we have enough people to make an ass load of money, yeah. which clearly worked out for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Clearly. Well, I mean, they just lost a lot of market value recently. I think he lost 30 yeah. billion of his own virtual wealth but it's all yeah yeah his uh his, it's all his, made up his phony baloney you know what i'm saying <laughs> well on that note i think we should wrap it up but hell yeah. talk about this where we start off with the supreme court and up on facebook but hey but it's all but it is yeah. it is i think the point of what we're this today's discussion especially was just that this shit's all you can't pretend that it's not connected anymore yeah to quote Lester Freeman from the HBO original series, <laughs> The Wire. All the pieces matter. As, you know what? And that's the last word. All right, y'all. Peace. See ya.